Hello world, you are listening to Town Lead Money Basics, the podcast that helps you improve your financial knowledge. I am your host, Sean Townley. Welcome world to Town Lead Money Basics. In our last episode, we talked about mad money, one of my favorite subjects. Definition of mad money is discretionary money set aside for you to do whatever the heck you want with. It is fun money. It is the money that makes life worth living. It's also part of your spending plan. And the reason why it's part of your spending plan is because mental health is a big part of money. Money is very emotional. We get attached to it, but we don't want to feel restricted by it. Mad money allows us to not feel so restricted by it. So it's truly guilt-free spending. This week, we're going to talk about savings. Savings is setting aside part of your income today for future spending on goods and services. And this, in my opinion, is the most important bucket because this is the one that will allow you to go from active income to passive income. Remember that active income is money that you spend your time in exchange for goods and services. So you don't want to be doing that. What you want to do is you want to employ money to work for you. And that's done through passive income. So as you set aside money in savings, you can start having that money work for you. And we'll get into that a little bit further. So there are breakdown categories within savings. The first area you need to concentrate on with savings, if you don't already have one, is emergency fund. You have to pay yourself first and you have to set aside money in case there's going to be any kind of disaster in your life. You do not want to be borrowing money under duress. This is if you have a tire that blows out on you and you have to buy a new tire, if your washing machine goes out, you need to buy a new washing machine right then. You don't have time to, to save for it. And you certainly don't want to put it on a credit card. These are for true emergencies. So this money is not going to be very active in the markets because you don't want to set that in the markets. You want something that's going to be liquid that you can get your hands on today so you can take care of a crisis today. There was some statistic that, you know, many Americans can't even get their hands on like four or $500. So our first target is going to be $1,000 in cash. So that first 20%, you take off the top of what you bring home. I want you to filter that into a cash account, its own savings account called emergency fund. And we're going to build that up to $1,000. Eventually, once you have that $1,000, you can slow it down to a little bit more of a trickle but you wanna probably have three to six months worth of essential expenses. Now remember, essential expenses are what it takes to live your life at a basic level. Food, clothing, shelter, mad money, those things just to keep you going. These are not the ones. You're gonna to have to forsake the ones. You're gonna to have to turn off the cable TV, the higher end internet. Now I didn't say turn off internet, just the higher end internet. And if you have a job that you need to do, then you, you obviously need enough internet to cover that job, but you're not going to do a lot of frills if you're in emergency mode. Next, the next area you're going to do, once you have your emergency fund all taken care of, you're going to look at retirement. Now, retirement is for later on when you finish your career. Now, the good thing about retirement is a lot of employers have a match. You can do a 401k or something equivalent to where if you set aside a percentage of money, say 3% of money, they will match you that 3%. Sometimes it's dollar for dollar, sometimes it's 50 cents on the dollar. You'll have to see what your employer does, but you want to do the match at a minimum because that's free money. And and in some cases it's tax-free money, right? So it's pre-tax money, I should say, 
where it comes out of your check before your taxes are consideration. Now, you're going to have to pay taxes on that later on, but that's for another episode. We talk more in depth about retirement. So you need to make sure that you at least get the company match. After that, you need to decide how much you're going to need to kind of live once you stop working. And you'll need to know what your essentials are, what your expenses are, plus whatever wants you want. If, if, if you know what I mean, your spending plan will help guide you here. A lot of people don't want to downsize their living. Now, I did downsize to a, a smaller house once the kids were out of the house. I did downsize to a smaller place, but most people don't want to downsize their spending. Like you're going to want to travel more. So your income may need to be the same. And the way you're going to do that is you need to make sure over your the course of your career that you're setting aside enough money to do that for retirement. So how much passive income do you have now? How much do you need going forward to help you into retirement? Another area where you're going to want to save is college. And college can be for yourself or it can be for your children or maybe even your grandchildren, depending on what stage of life you're in. Now, there's different ways that you can save for college. They have what's called a 529 fund where you can set money aside and it will grow in and in, in whatever the however the money grows. You don't have to pay taxes on the interest of that. But it has to be used dedicated for an education expense. You can't just spend it on whatever you want. That's the catch. So if you if you have a young child and you want to start one of those early, the more money you put into it, the more it grows. You won't have to pay taxes on the money that it grows into, which is great. That's a great way to go about it. But you do have to use it for educational purposes. Now, if your kid decides that they don't want to go to school, you can move it to another child or you can move it to a grandchild. You can, you can move this money around, but it has to be used for educational expenses. I personally like to do the Roth IRA because it will give you more, this, you will be able to have more options. So the Roth IRA is, it's after tax dollars that you put into a, a, an individual retirement account, but the principal that you put in, you can take out at any time. So it leaves it a little bit more flexible. You could use a Roth IRA for a college fund going forward. And then you can, when, when the interest rates do finally come back and CDs are paying, the certificate of deposits, not the kind you listen to, not those type of CDs. But if you have CDs, certificate of deposits that pay a high enough interest rate, you can get those and you can do what's called laddering, where you you buy them at so you buy them like every three months and you and you can rotate through them. And as interest rates go up or down, you can take advantage of the different interest rates. Maybe I should do a whole podcast based on that, you know, how you can do investments with certificates of deposits. It's been so far, it's been so out of style for the last 10 or so years with the stock market doing what it's doing and interest rates being so low. So it may be something that comes back in the near future. The next item you want to save for is investments. So this is building wealth today. This is where you're starting to build your portfolio and actually have that passive income. So how do you do that? So investments can be in stocks. So if you start taking part of your income that you're using for savings and putting it into the stock market, and then you own a piece of a company and that company, if it continues to grow, you can, you, that's how you build your wealth and your money's doing that all the time. It, it doesn't need you actively involved with it. Once you make the initial purchase, you have a share that share is going to go up and down. Now there is some risk. So if the business starts doing poorly, the value of it may go down. So there is some risk in this, 
but it is a way for your money to work for you and not the other way around. There's also bonds. Bonds is when a company or a municipality is actually selling debt. So if they want to expand or, or have a big project, then they will sell debt to raise money. So they're, they're basically trying to raise the money. So they're saying that they would give you your money back. They will pay you back with some interest over time. It tends to be a safer bet. It's a little bit more guaranteed. It's not totally guaranteed. It's not, it's not 100% foolproof, but it typically doesn't pay as well as stocks, something that's a little bit more risky. But if you, if you get a nice rate, you could enjoy that. Now, they could come back to you and, and pay off their debt sooner, and then your bond goes away. And again, I'll probably go into a deeper dive on that on another podcast. You could invest also in real estate. If you go and find a house, and that's really hard to do right now. We were talking about house. Nobody's using certificate of deposits, really. Well, no, you know, finding houses right now, the housing market has been on fire lately. So finding anything that's not very expensive. Now, it's still out there. I'm sure there's always going to be deals out there. But if you go find a piece of property where maybe someone needs to get rid of it quickly or you have a family member that passes, you could use that real estate. You could invest in that real estate. Now, there will be property taxes. There will be some other tax considerations that you'll have to, to look into. But you may be able to rent that house. And if you can rent that house for more than what it's going to cost for you to operate, then you could also have some passive income that way. If someone's basically paying your bills plus a little bit of money to go into your pocket, you can take that money and maybe reinvest it in some other assets. Or as that that place that you're buying, that house appreciates, it may get to a point where if you don't enjoy renting homes to people, you could sell that property for a profit and maybe invest it in other places. So lots of consideration there. The, the other thing you can do is own your own in business. So you can do investments or you can invest in other people's businesses where you are what they call a, a silent partner. So you're not actively working in the business. You are actually just putting money into the business with the idea that as the business grows and they become profitable, you will also receive profits from that business. It's kind of like a stock, but a little bit different because you're investing in a business, you know, like maybe a mom and pop that you know, and then you're saying, hey, I'll lend you so much money, but as you get profits, I want part of those profits going forward until they get to a point where maybe they don't need your money anymore and they buy you back out. So lots of different options there. I highly recommend going and looking into those types of agreements because they can be a lot of fun. They can be stressful. There is always risk. A lot of businesses go out of business over time. But if you truly believe in that business and you want to invest in it, what a better way to use your money to help somebody else with their business and maybe even have a little profit on the side, have some passive income on the side, I should say. So in recap, savings is money that you set aside to for a future endeavor, right? So you're, you're not going to use that money in, for today. You're going to save it for a later time where you're going to spend it on goods and services. Part of the spending plan is that you, you want to put it in, in an emergency fund. That's going to be the first bucket you're going to want to fill. The next is going to be retirement. You need to make sure that your future is secure. After that, you want to look into college if that's an option for you. And if you're not going to go to college, you can skip that one. And then you can start building wealth with investments. So once you have your emergency fund, you've taken care of your retirements and you tried to max that out, 
then you can start trying to build wealth going forward. Well, that's it for savings. I know that was kind of high level and we could probably do some deeper dives on some of those subjects. And maybe we will on some podcasts coming up later on. So next week, we're going to talk about net worth. And we're going to talk about what that means when you have your assets minus your liability and find out what your true net worth is. So going forward. So, hey, reach out to me. Let me know how I'm doing. Give me some feedback. You can find me on email at townleytech at gmail.com. You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm Sean Townley. And on my website, seantownley.com. Reach out to me. Let me know how I'm doing. What do you like? What you don't like? I'd really like to hear back from you. And I'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Townley Money Basics. Goodbye, world.